Hey, what? How are you? I'm alright. How you doing? Cool. How do you do? Chill. Are you good? I think so. Hey, is it true? I think so. Back to you. Hey, how are you? I'm cool. Hi, friends, and welcome to Brainswerve. My name is Marley. And I'm Leona. Welcome back. This is episode four. Wow. On today's docket, obviously we're going to do our little week tea, do a little rundown, and then this episode is mostly going to be comprised of, um, am I the assholes? We're surely going to read quite a few. I have read them because I chose today's list. Leona has not read them yet. I have not read them, no. And I'm excited to do this. I think it's going to be funny. I think we're going to laugh and also judge some people. Well, um... Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so how was your week? How was it? It was good. I showed my mom everything everywhere all at once. (sighs) How did that go? How did it go? She rated it a 7 out of 10. That's that's really not bad. That's really not bad. The way you had me waiting on it also because by the way, I've been biting my tongue all week because I'm like, no, <laughs> let me save some of what's happened this week for the podcast. And Leona has kept me on the edge of my motherfucking seat since I got here today. So, proceed. Let's hear it. Let's hear let's hear the mom review. So, shit, we should so, shit, listen. The movie is a lot. It is a lot. That's what my mom said. She was like, it was so much. And it was like, well, it was everything, everywhere, all at once. So. It's true to the name. Yes. Yeah. And she was <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> she was like, okay. And I was like, okay. like got to get all that right. And she's like, yeah. Yeah. She's like, well, why, why, is, why do you think it's so good? And I was like, because this... The more, like, the the message of the story is so good. It is, it's so intense. And also, like, I sent it to my mom to make her watch it. And for me, part of it was also, like, the mother-daughter aspect of it. Like, yeah. it's so sweet. Like, they come together and, you know, the mom has, like, a full, a full moment. Everything, everywhere, all at once, if you will. I love it. It's, like, so wholesome. It's such a such a wholesome like message not a wholesome movie i was about to say wholesome message except my mom did make a comment about the the dick slapping and the the trophies up the butt oh yes that one too that one too Mm -hmm. that was definitely a comment Mm -hmm. that was a comment it was like and i was like it's just the movie i don't know what to tell you i have no answers and she was like, I mean, yeah, I did get that. And I was like, see? Ah. <laughs> ah. She's like, yeah. And then he's all like, be kind, you know? So it, it, she was like, yeah, it is really good. And I was like, and did you regret watching it? And she was like, well, I mean, no. And I was like, ah, see? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I was like, hey, hey, hey. Gotcha. Exactly. Love to see it. And rated it a 7 out of 10. And I was like, that's good. Yeah. That's good in terms of stuff that I've showed you. Because my mom thinks the stuff I watch is weird. 
most of the time because I will admit it's pretty weird if you're not like into that kind of stuff like my mom raised three kids who like sci-fi and like exactly magic your mom's like "Eh." but whatever makes you happy sweetheart and so sometimes we show her stuff and she's like you know what this is not for me but like you go for it you do you that's so great i'm just like listen i gotta pull you in like you know like listen because Dylan was like, I don't think your mom was going to like it. And I was like, I mean, I don't know if she was going to like it. I, I think she's going to appreciate it. But then to get a 7 out of 10. Yeah, a 7 yes. out of 10 is great. Wow. Yes. And she and she was like, yeah, this one's a little different from the other stuff you showed me. The other ones were so sad. And I was like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was like, yeah, like Moulin Rouge and Les Mis. And I was like, yeah, you're right. My wife and I had to stop watching Moulin Rouge. She got overwhelmed. It was a lot. Like, I think sensorily, I guess, in the beginning where they're dancing around all crazy, we did take a pause there. And then later on in the movie where they were singing emotionally to each other. Oof, that was a lot too. Mostly because we were both crying and she was like, and I was like, okay, we'll take another little break. That's fine. No problem with me. I remember distinctly watching that movie with you coming home from some kind of trip we were on with your parents, and we were watching it in the minivan. In the minivan with a TV. I don't remember if it was, like, I think it was, like, a little portable DVD player. Was that the first time we watched it, though? I don't know if it was the first time, but it hit me so hard. I was sitting in that car, (laughs) like, weeping. Why we chose that movie? I have no idea. How old were we? Like fucking twelve or something? I don't know. I don't know. No, we were like in, well, no, we were at least thirteen. We were in high school. Okay, okay. I would say. Okay, okay. One year later. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, I think it was also like probably late high school, so more like sixteen. That's fair. That's fair. That's better. Sixteen to eighteen, somewhere in there, yeah. Hmm. Late high school. Hmm. Moulin Rouge. Listen, it's so good, but I showed that to my mom. Mm-hmm. We were in Louisiana one time. Did she you have, like, like, a, a complete freak out? Like, oh, like my you. God. She was like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't think I like that. And I was like, that's fair. I wanted to show it to you. Yeah, you're like, well, that's great. But I, I needed to. Like, I just really wanted to show it to you, so I don't make you watch it ever again. But, like, you know. But for now. She was like, yeah, that was so sad. And I was like, in my defense, though, they didn't tell you that she was dead at the beginning of the movie. And when we watched it, you were like, yeah, but I had forgotten that. And I was like, yeah, that's the point. That's the point, but it's so sad. They want you to to forget, but you have to be smarter than that. And you have to remember so you're not emotionally eviscerated at the end. And you can pick up the pieces of your broken heart, just like he's struggling to do. By telling you this love story. Dramatic ass motherfucker. Yeah. Come what may. Ah. I can't. But yes. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I love that movie. But a lot of the movies I watch again, do emotionally just. Rip your soul out? Yeah. They do. Yeah. Lame is one of them. Yeah. 
Emma loves Les Mis. It's so good. I've watched it once with you and once with Emma at this point. I'm like, rip my heart out and stomp on it one more time. I dare you. Listen, it's not a movie that I watch, like, on the breaks or no. anything. No, most definitely not. It's too much but, for like, that. It's like Wolf of Wall Street, and I'm like, mm Or Scarface. Like, I watched it one time, and I was like, that's enough. I don't need to. No. I've seen it. I was here. Now I can understand what the people are saying. And I will edge you back away from this. Yep. Yep. Not interested. <laughs> Sometimes it's like that. Yeah, I agree. You know? So sometimes, you know, the things I show my mom are like that. She's like, mm, no. Like, okay, but no. But this one, she was like, hey. Yes, everything, everywhere, like, all at once. Yes! Beautiful movie. Beautiful movie. And she was like, yeah, this one ended a lot more hopeful and happy. And I was like, yeah, that is true. You're right. I so. feel that's, oh my gosh, we watch a blooper reel of the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was some funny shit in there. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm going to send it to you when I get home. That shit is so funny. Like, Michelle Yeoh has several moments. And I I laughed so hard on the couch, I thought I might pass out. I was like, <laughs> we need to turn this off right now. There are moments. And I'm like, oh, huh. I love this movie so much. I already told you, before we started recording, I was like, listen, we won't talk about it. But I will tell you that... As soon as I saw that you texted that to me, that you and your mom had watched it, we got home and I immediately turned on Wayman's speech and I was like, okay, I'm going to cry about it now. And we both, me and my wife sat on the wife, (laughs) me and my wife sat on the wife, me and my wife sat on the couch and just cried for a little while. So it was lovely. But anyway, how was the rest of your week? It was good. Yeah. I cut my hair really short. And yeah. I've been getting a lot of compliments. Yeah. It looks great. Love to see it. Yeah. Thank you. So I was telling my my mom, you know, mm-hmm. that <laughs> I was thinking about shaving it all off and Dylan was like, don't do that. Maybe, you know. <laughs> Her and my dad are both like, yeah, I'm glad he said no to that. You didn't do that. This is a lot. I'm not sure how I feel about it. <laughs> I don't know. I if, I would have supported it. Full stop. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like a liberation moment not to have hair. I'm sure I'm going to get there. One day. Perhaps. My mm-hmm. skull is a weird shape, though. Well, I was just curious. You know? I'm just like... Mm-hmm. Plus, like, then I don't really have to, like, do much. Exactly. And my wrists have been hurting lately, and I'm just like, it's been hurting fucking so much. I know. Oh, my God. And the comb it hurts. It hurts. Mm-hmm. So, Dylan got his thumb bit by our nephew. What? But he's a, just a little guy, and... How old is his nephew? He's four. Okay. He got bit? It was pretty bad. Mm. He was bleeding. Oh. Yeah, on his bum. To be fair, I was a biter when I was a little one. Yep. Yeah. And he's a little developmentally delayed. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Noted. Well, is he okay? Is his thumb Dylan? surviving? Yeah. yeah, he's fine. It was 
dramatic. Mm, I don't know. Well, I mean, he was bleeding a yeah. lot. Mm-mm. Ouch. Yeah. But he's fine now. Yeah. Just a little guy. He's upset. Like, so he's leaving the pool. And he wanted to jump out of the truck. And Dylan was not letting him jump out of the truck. It's like a, a puppy. Kind of, yeah. Little kids are like that, though. Yeah. They're just squirrely. So much. So many emotions. So hard to manage them. Exactly. Just little guys. Like actual little guys. Have you seen that meme video of the kid running around the the pool holding a knife and he's (laughs) running? And the mom is like (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Somebody said uh, a while ago, I saw a tweet that was like, that's a Sagittarius thing. And I was like, ooh, you know what? I feel that so deeply in my soul. I'm not going to talk about it, though. Speaking of wild children. Ah. Oh, yeah. We've been listening to episode three. We have. We have. We decided to sit down and give it a little listen before we recorded today. Indeed. Indeed. It's been nice. It's been nice. It's been nice. It's been pretty funny. My wife was on that episode and it's, uh, we had a good time. We did have a really good time. We didn't get to listen to the whole thing, but. Nope. Not yet. Not yet. Editing is so much fun. Yeah. Editing. A podcast. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Can I tell you about my week now? Yep. I've got a big long pile of things to talk about today. Mostly because I went to the beach with my family, and that's been the majority of my week. So, mm-hmm. and like I said earlier, I've been biting my tongue, trying to keep most of these things secret because they were so funny in the moment, and I was like, don't text Leona. Wait until the podcast, because it's going to be hilarious. Okay. All right. So, yeah, we went to the beach with my family. My, my stepfather... Mm-hmm. technically uh, his parents go to the beach every summer and they were like oh we'd love for the entire family to come of course my wife and i were like sure we'll come to the beach why not obviously you watched our dogs right yep so we went and uh it we, we got there at like nine o'clock at night so it was pretty late we mm-hmm. we kind of just hung out and laid low and it was a the drive was kind of crazy because they were, I don't, I don't know if you know where this place is, but it's literally a strip of an island, right? Okay. And there's just rows of beach houses that are directly on the beach. Mm-hmm. Love? Love. It was beautiful, except the amount of rich, snobby assholes that I interacted with, with this week was wild. It was absolutely wild. Wow. Like... It, it it was just weird. Like, the entire place was obviously for people who have enough money, you know, to okay, spend... So we're on, we're on an island. Yeah, we're on an island bowl, and we felt so out of place. My wife and I were just like, this is really awkward and weird. But why? Why do... I don't understand why. It was just that the majority of the people there, there were Trump flags around. Um, the beach was really exclusive, so it was the same people on the beach every day. Okay. Which is another one of those, there were Trump flags around. So 
we were only there for one day, really, to be on the beach because it rained. But the other day we were there and we also left early because we were like, yeah, we've got a long drive home and it's storming and storming at home. So blah, blah, blah. But anyway, it was just really odd. It was kind of a surreal experience to be surrounded by people who had that much money and they didn't really care about it. Like the houses were huge. These people were driving around in like their Cadillacs and their Mercedes and every single house on the row was like being cleaned and maintained. There were cabana boys that come and set up umbrellas on the beach. Like it was just kind of crazy. That's all. And uh, I can tell you that my wife and I, I'm just going to merge. My wife and I went to, there's a little shop area. It's mm-hmm. like a little, a little town. I'm putting quotes around that of shops. It's like 23 shops in a little like village type setting, right? So you just walk around. We drove there. It was like, you know, 15 minutes from the house. It wasn't bad. And we were just going to go around. There were like artisans and stuff. We got some really fancy dog treats. But we pulled up and went into this uh, store or we were going into this store and I had a mask on and I was like, oh yeah, my nose is running a little bit. You know, as it does, it was really humid outside. And I was like, oh, my nose is running. And then it kept running and I was like, something is weird here, right? I was having a nosebleed. Fine. I've had nosebleeds before. It's not a crazy thing. So we went back to the car. I know I knew that I had paper towels under the seat. So I just sat there with some paper towels. But the problem was that it lasted for like a good 20 minutes just in the parking lot. And I was like, it was a rough situation. Like there was a lot of blood happening and it was kind of chaotic looking, mostly because I had blood on my hand because I didn't realize my nose was bleeding. So I was like... Ah, so I'm sitting there with my hand covered in blood and this woman, this older lady without a mask on comes up to me, like maybe like a foot away from me. And she's like, like I was turned around the other way, dealing with my nose out of the car and I turned around and there she is. And she's like, do you know where the bathroom is? And I was like, wait, what? Like, literally a paper towel wad soaked with blood. Blood smeared all over my hand. Like, my mouth is essentially covered because, like, I just the wad of paper towels is so large. And this woman looks at me and goes, do you know where the bathroom is? And I was like, no. Like, go away, please. Clear- clearly, if I knew where the bathroom was... <laughs> I would be in the bathroom dealing with this particular situation because blood on my shirt. It was just wild. Emma ended up driving us back because I was like, okay, I've now bled a lot. I think it's time to go lay down. But that was our going out experience. That wasn't even with my family. It was just what we were doing the day it was raining. So that was a bust. (laughs) so sad and dramatic too i was like i just wanted to go shopping we did go back later there's like this fucking artisan dog treat shop Uh and they have dog treats like shaped like food items and other shit it's ridiculous and expensive and i was like fine if i'm not gonna spend any other money let me at least buy my dog some nice treats Uh, you know yeah They were cute. The rest of the fun stories are about my family. 
which is so great. The first day, we went down to the beach. You know, we slept in because it's vacation, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we went down to the beach at like maybe 12 o'clock. Decided to eat lunch in the house, chill out. We went down to the beach, prepared to swim. And my mom is laying there, having had a couple of drinks, right? She's also on vacation. Vacation? Yeah, yes. Vacation mom, we'd love to see it. Heck yeah. Vacation mom. She looked at me and said, hey, I found some shark's teeth because I wanted to find shark's teeth. The where we were was... I was about to say, that's a thing that your mom does. Yeah. it's I, I want to like find some shark's teeth. I've never found one at the beach before. And I was like, I want to find one. But my mom found a couple before we woke up that day. And she goes, come here for a second. Let me show you something. So she has something in her hand and she goes, Donna, Donna. And then she stabs my palm. (laughs) (laughs) With a shark's tooth, bitch, I shit you not. Like you can't see it anymore because the ocean has healing properties. But I am telling you, this bitch stabbed me with a shark's tooth. I was like, you just stabbed me with a fossil, bitch. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> you having fun on vacation, but goddamn. <laughs> stabbed me with a shark's tooth. No, literally, my wife looking at me on the sidelines like, did, did that just happen? <laughs> I was like, yeah. It's too good. Oh my god. Crazy. Crazy funny lady shit. But besides that, like, so my mom was there, my stepdad was there, Mm -hmm. his parents were there, Mm -hmm. and then my little brother came as well, and he brought, like, five friends. Which one? The the youngest brother, right? He brought five friends, I think, Mm -hmm. about in there. They're all 16. Okay. And they're all boys. Okay. How mm-hmm. many? Five. So there's six of them. Right. There's six of them. Okay. Okay. Six. Sixteen. Six. Okay. Sixteen-year-olds that are all very good friends because they're on a sports team together. I love that. Yep. Okay. So <laughs> we were just casually listening to some conversation, right? They were talking about girls. Of course, me and my wife are sitting there like, I, I want to listen in. this conversation just casually on the side like we've got a computer up we're doing our own thing but also like me like tuning my ear over to the side one of my brother's friends they're talking about music and girls and stuff and he goes Lizzo is my favorite artist and at that point we were kind of involved in the conversation a little bit. So I was like, Oh yeah? You like her music? What song do you like? And he was like, Oh, I don't listen to her music. I watch a lot of her music videos though. And I was like, Alright, we're open about loving some some thick ladies in here. Wow. <laughs> what a time to be alive. I'm so proud of this little kid. It was hilarious, though. I was trying to control myself because my step-grandmother 
was in the room at the time and she didn't get it, but she was like, oh yeah, Lizzo. Hmm. Hmm. Lizzo. I don't know. Lizzo's a little fat because that's, she's an old Southern grandma and that's what she thinks. And this kid was just like, no, I love Lizzo. Never heard her music. Love her music videos. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, truly. Him just being like, like absolutely blind and just watching her dance like, Lizzo. (laughs) She's wild. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love that for them. I know. I don't know. I, then again, I've said some out-of-pocket stuff, too, the family <laughs> gathering. I it really been, wasn't that um, bad. It was just they're all being so open and honest, and I was like... I mean, I... I you know? That's what I'm saying. Like, I love that for you, but I don't know if I would say that in that particular circumstance. And then I was like, mm, I don't know. I've said some out of pocket stuff, so maybe I, have I would. Also said some questionable things in the presence of family. I mean, you know, you can't put yourself around your family who can you be, but then again, that wasn't their family. Mm-hmm. It's my thing, mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. Like my family. Oh, yeah, yeah. But other people's family? I'm saying also, you're on a family vacation with somebody else's family, and you're just like, you know what? And then it's like, have you been here before? Because, like, they go every year. So, like, do have they been going for years, too? Like, the friends? Mm, I'm not sure if this friend has, but I think they've all met mm. because of the sport situation. Yes, yes. So, I don't know got me i'm not i'm just like a love it though i'm just like an interesting i'm an npc in this situation complete npc like i'm just walking in saying hi and walking out essentially love it yeah but we came home and on the way home this is like the only other thing besides one more that i have of note this week i made my wife listen to a five episode long series mm-hmm. on uh, a podcast called morbid i've told you this before of h.h H. holmes mm-hmm. have you heard of this guy I, mm, I don't know he's the guy who had a murder castle yeah mm-hmm. devil in the white city yep yeah yeah yep yeah it was crazy like he was way more than just the murder castle and we were both just like I'm putting my hands on my head, just like, oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it's bad. But it got me thinking about making you listen to a true crime case. So I've been on the lookout for a couple. I did agree to do this, right? Yes, you did. Okay. Yes, okay. you did. Did you pick one that no, you're still looking? I'm still looking. I'm still looking. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to find something that's going to be casual enough. Not H.H. Holmes. Not H.H. Holmes. Well, I mean, you know, he didn't really do anything, like, that graphic, I would say. Like, if I have to explain this story, it's not as graphic as most. But he's just too much. He's too much. That man is too much. And that's that. His name is actually Herman Webster Mudgett, just in case you want to know his real his real name. Because it's less impressive than H.H. H. Holmes, which is objectively a cool name. 
unfortunately. <clears throat> yeah. But the only other thing I have of note, which is relevant because we talked about this in the last episode, I started playing Elden Ring. Oh. Yes, I did. How's that going? It's great, actually. I made my character looking so cute because there's a lot of customization. Mm-hmm. And I made it through, like, the first chunk Maybe, like, I don't know, an hour's worth of game... Not an hour's worth of gameplay. An hour's worth of gameplay for me. Mm-hmm. Which is actually probably, like, 20 minutes of actual game time. Okay. It's hard, but it's so pretty, so I'm like, eh, okay. And my wife was telling me about the storyline, and now I'm involved, and it's like, I need to know. But she's not going to play it again for a bit, so I'm like, Fine. I'll play it, and I'm not guaranteeing that it's going to go well. And if I don't want to play it anymore, I'm simply going to hand the reins over to my wife. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Yep. And that'll be that. But then don't. Yeah, but this is my first Souls game, so mm-hmm. it's kind of exciting. Having a Souls wife and then knowing that she plays these ridiculous games that rip out your soul. But now I'm playing them. Bum, 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 bum. Just one, but it's really fun. Just- yeah just one but it's really fun (laughs) so i'm gonna die like a thousand times but it'll be worth it i suppose it's gonna be great oh yeah oh yeah it'll be fun so since i talked about the beach a little bit i'm gonna do a quick little segue into our ad for the episode oh a stretch way Mm. Stretch way, taking a drink way. Many kinds of ways happening here. Anyway, my ad, our ad for the episode relates to the beach in that it is uh, a non-profit organization dedicated to saving marine wildlife. I thought it, you know, made sense. Um... The foundation is called Turtle Island Restoration Project. Their mission is to mobilize people in local communities around the world to protect marine wildlife and the oceans and inland watersheds that sustain them. Uh, Their active project include their active projects include saving marine species, protecting critical habitats, exposing seafood hazards, wild, fighting climate change, ending plastic addiction, and doing research expeditions. If you visit their website, there are, uh, which is actually seaturtles.org, you can find tons of ways to donate or get involved. But the one that we're going to talk about is artists that are currently allowing the company to have a certain percentage of their profits. So I figured if you're gonna, since I'm an artist... I decided, mm, let's talk about the artists. Anyway, there are a couple people and or companies that donate a percentage of their profits to this organization. One of them is Stream to Sea, which uh, is an ocean-friendly skin... skin, skin an ocean... <laughs> an ocean-friendly skincare line. Uh, Tori Radcl- Ratcliffe Art. Uh, incredible artist, obviously. There's a picture up on the website right now. Very cool. Doug Perrin slash cpix.com. 
He's a world-renowned underwater photographer. Check him out. And then there's Colobri Hicks. Uh, Colibri Hammocks. Colibri is a family-owned business with handmade, high-quality, exclusive designs. So, uh, if you're interested, look some of those up. I will have a link to this particular webpage with all the artists included in the episode description, as well as the organization's donate link, just in case you're interested. Anyway, uh, now we're going to move on to some very fun, some very uh, fun situations we're going to read about. I have curated a very special list of uh, Am I the Assholes on Reddit.com. Leona is going to start with the first one that I have assigned to her. Uh, Some of these are wedding related. I think some of the first few are wedding related. And considering her face right now, I'm assuming that she's clicked on the first one, which is very funny, actually. Anyway, I'm going to let Leona go and read the first Am I the Asshole story. For the record, I have not looked at any of these. I just saw the little, the title for this. (laughs) Okay. Am I the asshole for leaving my surprise wedding because I felt blindsided? Last week, I, 30 female, was invited to a supposedly fancy party by my longtime boyfriend, Mark, 32 male. We had been dating for five years, and while we had discussed marriage before, there was no immediate plans for a wedding. Excited about the event, I dressed up in my best attire and arrived at the designated venue. As I entered the Grand Hall, I was completely taken aback to see all of our family, friends, and acquaintances gathered eagerly waiting. It turns out Mark had orchestrated an elaborate surprise wedding for us without my knowledge. Everyone erupted into applause as I stood there, shocked and overwhelmed. I just felt a mix of emotions. While I loved Mark and had dreamed of our future together, the idea of getting married without any prior discussion or consent felt like a breach of trust. So I pulled Mark aside and tried to express my concerns and reservations about the surprise wedding. I explained that I wanted to say in the planning process to be a part of the decision making and to have the chance to prepare mentally and emotionally for such a significant milestone in our lives. However, Mark dismissed my concerns, saying that he thought it would be a romantic gesture and that I would be thrilled. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. In that moment, I felt... I faced a difficult choice. Go along with the surprise. (laughs) Oh, boy. I faced a difficult choice to go along with the surprise wedding, putting on a smile despite feeling unsettled, or stand up for my autonomy and voice my true feelings. I ultimately made the decision not to proceed with the surprise wedding, much to the disappointment and confusion of our Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Much to the disappointment and confusion of our guests. Now, I find myself at odds with Mark, our families, and even some of our friends who believe I overreacted and spoiled a beautiful moment. However, I firmly believe that a marriage should be a joint decision with open communication and shared expectations. Everyone's excuse for this is that I've always talked about marrying Mark. But again, the problem isn't marrying him. The problem is not having any say in my wedding. Mark thought I'd appreciate it because I always spoke about how stressful planning a wedding must be. 
Yes, I think it's stressful. It is, but I still like planning one. After this whole ordeal, everyone asked if Mark and I were ending things, in which I replied no. I emphasized toward them and Mark I still wanted to marry him, and most feel like this is making me more of an asshole since I just wasted a perfectly fine wedding. So am I the asshole for refusing to attend my own surprise wedding even though it was intended as a romantic gesture? Edit. I previously omitted this from my post because of the subreddit's word count guidelines. I love surprises. It's a thing everyone has known me to love. Mark, knowing that, the fact that I wanted to marry him and said that wedding planning was stressful, thought a surprise wedding would be perfect. A surprise engagement is bland because it was always be a surprise, but not a wedding, lol. He threw this wedding for the surprise, but explained how in a couple days we could do a courthouse wedding to make it legal. This was his only way to surprise me. I love spontaneity, but legal marriage or not, I wanted to say my wedding, to choose the perfect day, to choose my bridesmaids, pick out my cake. Again, dude, he stops everything. Everyone thinks I'm the asshole because I could have went along with the party and do a redo legal wedding. But again, I feel blindsided and confused, so I left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thoughts, feelings, opinions? So you had me in the first half, right? You had me in the first half, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, no, that's some bullshit. Tea, though. Yeah, exactly. Have have me show up at a wedding, and you're like, oh, I'm like, okay, great. Wedding. You didn't even get to pick your wedding dress, bro. Yeah, like, that's insane. You're just wearing your best. Like, you just, you just stepped out for a hot date at a fancy place, but... Uh-huh. Right? So, like, you had me in the first half. Because... <laughs> I loved planning my wedding, okay? I yeah, fucking love too. that shit. It was great. Falling. So, I... But... Then you say you love surprises. <laughs> and and you say a surprise engagement is bland because it'll always be a surprise. And I'm like, are you saying that? Or is that just what he said to you? I know. I need more context, to be honest. Because if you're saying that, then so what you're telling me is you just left a party? A wedding-themed party is essentially what it was? A wedding-themed party, I suppose. And that you could have just, like, there were plans to do another one? Like a real one? Like a legal one? Okay, so I guess my thing is, if I showed up and there was a surprise wedding. I also like surprises, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Love, like, whatever. I like surprises. Do I get surprised often? Not really. But I enjoy them, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the issue. If I showed up and it was a fucking surprise wedding, whether I like surprises or not, my wedding will not be a surprise. Okay, yeah. A wedding is a joint decision yeah he not about to come in here and and spring a wedding on me i am wearing like a black dress right now not that a black dress isn't appropriate but i want a damn wedding dress this woman says she wants to pick her bridesmaids and shit i would be pissed yeah and that and that's my thing is that i'm like is is this an actual like if it's an actual wedding i'm pissed 
I'm pissed, especially if I can't then plan a second one and everyone show up because they'll be like, well, we went to the first surprise wedding, so this one doesn't. Then I'd be fucking pissed, yeah. okay? Yeah. So, like, but then they're you're like, you did talk about it. So I'm like, so did, so did he, because t- if he said this is, this is the, the, the moment. Did We're he not drop some tea? Was he like, oh, yeah, you want to get married? Like, did he drop some tea? Were they engaged? That's a question. It kind of feels like maybe they weren't engaged. I know. That's what I thought, too. Not even engaged and you're going to surprise me with a wedding? Right. Okay, she does say surprise engagement, right? And she said it. it's bland because it'll always be a surprise. That doesn't make sense to me. It's bland because it will always be a surprise. Like, it won't always be a surprise. You don't talk to people before you propose to them? I was about to say. Like, the moment can be a surprise, but, like, you don't have a discussion beforehand. But, I mean, you've already, you talk about how you're going to marry each other, so I guess. I don't know. I was just, when I was listening to this, I was, I was like, huh. I, I, wouldn't I don't say... really feel bad at the end because it's not my wedding. But also, I would be pissed. So I'm going to call her not the asshole. I don't think that there is necessarily an asshole besides the fact that her husband, boyfriend, whatever, was like, what's your problem? Immediately, I would be like, what do you, what do you mean what's my problem? I'm like, bitch, you got the wrong cake or... So-and-so isn't here, and... Literally. What do you mean? Where are my bridesmaids? Don't I get to pick them? I would lose it, unless... Unless there was some kind of very elaborate scheme to have everybody that I love there. And it was absolutely perfect. I don't know. But it seems like maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Seems like maybe it wasn't ideal. A surprise? Yeah. No joke. Yeah, the surprise of it all still has me. I'm not going to lie. Listen, no dress does me in. Yep, I agree. That, like, that was, I... Mm. I loved picking a dress. Yeah, I had so much fun. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's the first one. Jesus. Decided to take you for a ride. All right. It's my turn now. So, I'm going to go ahead. Am I the asshole for kicking the majority of my husband's family out of our wedding when they celebrated their traditions but violated many of my personal rules and boundaries? That's the title of this one. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Here we go. Me, 27 female, and my husband, 30 male, just got married this January, but the wedding was an absolute mess. For context, my husband, Ben has a very close-knit family that doesn't take well to outsiders, surprises, or change. Most family reunions and gatherings don't allow plus ones or spouses. Me too. I was making a face like, bitch, what? Anyway, just immediate family. Ben has two brothers and one sister. Each of my in-laws have wives and husbands, yet they still aren't allowed to come to the majority of the family events. So it's fortunately not just me. Even though I cannot attend most events with his family, I still have a somewhat decent relationship with them. Before the wedding, 
I've never had a major issue with them, but they've always been distant from me and I don't really mind. Now let's talk about the wedding. The wedding was planned for New Year's Day. Since that was the day we met, the day Ben asked me to be his girlfriend and the day he proposed. So that holiday has always been very special to us. Everyone agreed that New Year's Day was perfect, was a perfect day for the wedding, so no issue there. Unfortunately, we did have a problem with many other things. Ben's family has a lot of odd traditions that they do, and over the years I've put up with them and embraced them. They include having a homemade sheet cake rather than a professional wedding cake, wearing all white, and having all of the children walk up the aisle to toss flowers rather than just having one designated flower girl or boy. However, I wanted my wedding day to be good for the both of us, so we made some compromises. We could have the homemade cheat cake, but we both have to agree on the flavor and design. Anyone could wear what they wanted, besides white. Cool. And there would be no children at the wedding. My husband suggested that, not me. So we talked to both of our families, and everyone agreed that these rules and boundaries were fine. Or so we thought. The day of the wedding came, and my side of the family was dressed appropriately. No children were present. Everything was going great. Then, Ben's family came. There were lots of children and babies, and everyone was wearing all white. Apparently, their traditions were more important than what I had to say. Only three people actually respected the rules set in place, the spouses of Ben's siblings. Ben and I were mortified. We immediately kicked them out and allowed the three people who followed the rules to stay, but they left with their partners, which we didn't mind. A bitch is making a face right now because I was also like, bitch, what? The wedding went on as normal, but it felt ruined. We ended up canceling the post-wedding celebration after some of his family members snuck inside. Also me. After we came back from our honeymoon, we were both berated by his family members and basically shunned from his family. I feel guilty for not allowing them to practice their their traditions. Am I the asshole? quick edit. I'm shocked by these comments. For the longest time, I thought my husband's family was just weird, but you guys really opened my eyes. I think I was blinded by love for the longest time that I never really saw the bigger picture here. I just wanted to read you the top comment because it explains exactly how I feel about the situation. Okay. And that's that on that. Not the asshole but I don't know how you expected anything else from a family who has been telling you for years they don't respect you or others, in quotes. When people tell you who they are, believe them. And I was like, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I would be... I would... Not the confirmation beforehand. And you still... You still? Yeah, it's that for me. Like, it's one thing if you had been arguing about it the whole time, but you look like you agreed. You agreed. You agreed. Also, I had a no children at my wedding policy. If somebody had showed up with a kid, like, it wouldn't have been that horrible. But that was also because we didn't have, like, planned meals or anything like that. I can imagine if you spend money on, like, doing the plates like fancy people do, then you'd be sitting there like, hello, 
we decided on no kids. This is crazy. I don't know. I talked to my wife about this one and Mm -hmm. she was like, well, here's my thing. Unfortunately, most people would take this and be like, okay, none of these are that crazy, right? The things that you're asking for, yeah, theoretically you could get over it, but it's your wedding. You want it to be special. People would say though, that these things are kind of petty, kind of petty. In the grand scheme of things, I mean, not wearing white to a wedding, okay? Oh, yeah. There's nothing outrageous, but it seems that the expectation to get over it is on the wife in this situation, the wife and the husband. And you're like, but this is my wedding day. Shut up. Get out. This is why we said we were essentially bouncers at each other's weddings. Somebody fuck around and find out. Do it. Get kicked out of this wedding right now. See, so because here's my thing. On the one hand, a wedding, like, it's not really something you can redo. Like, it, a wedding isn't really something you can redo. Like, I know. You can't really redo experiences like that. Like, you can try again, but it's not. It's not the same. And arguably. A wedding is just, like, a party to celebrate you deciding to, like, be with somebody. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. I'm not sure if I would kick them out, but I would be really disappointed. Yeah. I would be really disappointed, and I would probably, I would probably not talk to them. After that, I'm not, again, I'm not sure if I would have kicked them out because I would be too preoccupied with my own day to even be bothered with what was going on, to be honest. That's how I acted on my wedding day. That's how I think everybody should act on their wedding day. That it's about you and your partner, not fucking anybody else. Unless you have children, in which case that's on you because that's your spawn. So you deal with that. Um... But anyway, I don't know. Again, tying in the uh, the marriage-related stuff since my wife was on last episode, I thought some of these would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Weird. Okay. Okay. Am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend her home decor is the reason I won't host a work gathering at her place? I've, male 32, been with my girlfriend, female 29, for over a year now. She's smart, funny, a bit quirky, and has a serious job with a good salary. We have a great time together and generally get her along very well. The only thing is her her choice in home decor, in air quotes, is bizarre, to put it frankly, and not something you think a normal grown adult will be into. Her apartment is definitely a reflection of herself and interest, not in the best way, though. (laughs) my girlfriend has a wall dedicated to animation in one room of her apartment like futurama pieces and etching of some weird triangle guy then there's the wall of frame preserved insects in another room but not insects like butterflies or moths instead she displays tarantulas beetles and large stick insects her bathroom has a subtle theme of the ocean pretty common but instead of starfish or shells she has a little anglerfish nightlight 
a small vampiric squid painting, and then a frame diagram of what apparently is a goblin shark right by the toilet. <laughs> I would say a majority of her home decor and furnishings are okay. The apartment itself is very modern and sleek. It's just the random decor and juvenile-ish themes like cartoons, insects, and bizarre ocean creatures is off-putting. <laughs> This is where I might be the asshole. Maybe. I avoid bringing people over to her place, especially people from my job, because of how juvenile it looks. Everyone's impressed when they see the high rise, but that quickly fades once you enter. The one time I brought a work colleague over, they ended up telling me that after they found her insect wall terrifying. I work in finance, and appearances and first impressions are important. My office will hold casual gatherings where we get together for a few drinks, good food, and we rotate hosts, and this time it's my turn. The problem is my place is under some construction and not an ideal place to be right now, so I've been staying with my girlfriend. My girlfriend suggested that we host my colleagues here since she has the space and thinks it'll be fun. I told her I plan on skipping my rotation and seeing if the next person will be okay with hosting early. She kept pressing on why I didn't want them over here, so I finally said it's because her home decor is strange and not something a grown woman would have. And also that her insect ball horrified the one colleague that did come over. <laughs> my girlfriend got mad and said at the end of the day, it's not my space. And these things bring her joy. She also said that she is indeed an adult woman, which is exactly why her apartment is decorated in such a manner. I love my girlfriend, I do, and it's okay to have different interests, but doesn't it don't really need to decorate with them besides a few things here and there? I mean, my own mother asked if my girlfriend was autistic after. <laughs> this I is mean, so fucked up. My own mother asked if my girlfriend was autistic after she saw the entire apartment for the first time. So, Rabbit, am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend her home decor is the reason I will host a work gathering at her place? Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're wrong for not wanting to host. Like, if you don't want to host a work gathering at her place because of her decor, that's fine. Okay? Right? That's like, fine. that's great. Good for you. But telling her the way you told her, and honestly, I wish she would break up with you. Truly, they just don't seem like they're meant for each other. Like, clearly she likes things. Sure, it's okay to have different interests, but, like, if you're living with her, because you're living with her, and you won't have people over, that's weird. That's a little uncomfortable. Listen, bro, if what you want is a basic bitch, break up with this cute little quirky girl and go get you a basic bitch. Yeah, go and get yourself a basic bitch. Easy peasy. little quirky girls don't really tone down that much over time. No, I don't think so. I think, if anything, they probably get deeper into their hobbies and interests, which, for her, seems like it would be stick bugs. And if you want to decorate your house like a freak, you're going to decorate your house like a freak because you're an adult. Yeah. And if you're not into that, then maybe you should just... Go get yourself a basic bitch. Yeah, that kind of seems like the way to go. Like, no, that. Uh, but then again, I'm also a person who des who decorates like a freak. 
I do I do the things. People are like, don't do this in your house. It's whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, fuck you. If I like it, I'm going to do it. It's my house. I live here. Also, she's you. a grown woman. She's right. She's a grown woman. That's why her house is decorated the way she wants. It's her home. If you don't want to have people there, that's fine. But you but also don't, don't have like, to be an asshole. Don't talk shit. <clears throat> uh, mm-hmm. Like, it's okay if you don't vibe with it and you think that the people at work won't vibe with it. Like, that's fine. But uh, the way, no. Mm-hmm. That's not the way to go about that. Yeah. I'm seems, not saying uh, you have to lie necessarily. But geez, man. But geez, man. <laughs> I think that sums it up. But geez, <laughs> man. Like, oof. Okay. Are we ready for the next one? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Am I the asshole for clapping to the Friends theme song? Prepare yourself. Okay. My wife and I both like the show Friends and periodically watch it together. For some reason I cannot fathom, it bothers her when I clap to the theme song. Like, really, really bothers her. Note, there's a brief moment in the beginning of the song where it claps quickly four times. It lasts for less than two seconds, and then the song continues. This last time, I clapped along anyway. Of course, she protested immediately. The conversation goes something like this. Her. Why are you doing that again? You know I don't like it. Me. Why does it bother you so much? Her. Because it's corny, and I don't like it. It's a pet peeve of mine. Me. But why, though? Why at that level? Her. Because I just don't like it. Do you have pet peeves that bother you? Me. Not really. Besides, I like it, and the clapping lasts for two seconds. Why should I have to refrain simply because it bothers you for some indescribable reason? Her. Fine then. I just won't watch the show with you anymore. In a serious, threatening tone. Me. You are being an a-hole and overreacting. She gets legitimately upset and mean about it. It's not a fun, lighthearted discussion, as this sort of thing as this sort of thing could be. I see her reaction as unreasonable and had to let her know that. Am I the asshole? Updates. Twenty four hours later. This one's good. Thank you for all of your responses. For many who have asked questions or built certain assumptions into their responses, here are some updates. My wife doesn't have an auditory or sensory issue. Nor do I have a mental disorder that requires me to clap. These are not factors in the argument. The clapping is not loud or startling. It's not even an auditory complaint. We discussed it again today, and she confirmed it's simply a pet peeve. She doesn't like the clapping in that song and thinks it's corny for me to clap to the song as well. My wife stated that if anyone else had clapped along to the Friends intro in the same room, they would have also been annoyed. I am fully aware that a strong majority of respondents have judged me as the asshole. While my point of view remains the same, I accept my judgment and have told my wife that I will not clap to the intro anymore. Brackets. But special thanks to all of those who are defending my point of view. You're brave. (laughs) 
this earlier, and it was the you're brave at the end for me. I was telling my wife, he's the kind of guy that probably has, like, so brave, hashtag so brave in his bio on Facebook or some shit like that. I don't know. It was too much. Here's, here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. How often do you watch Friends together? Do you do it every time? Right? Like, if Why you're doing a marathon... You enjoy things every once in a while? Is there a compromise to be had? Where, like, maybe you could do it when you only watch it when they're not around. But they'll still watch together. When you watch together, you won't do it. Or, right? like... Because I'm... But then again, like... Pretend you're a person who likes to listen to the intro. Right? So you're sitting there. You're listening to the intro. And then Dylan claps four times at the beginning. It's already in the intro. Does it bother you? No. It's already in the intro. They clap in the intro. You're doing it along with the... I'm a person who speaks along with the T. I am the annoying person in this scenario. (laughs) So no, that doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. And I'm like... Yeah, this one's kind of silly. And I put it in here because I couldn't not with the you're so brave at the end. It's the you're brave at the end that gets me truly. I know. I'm like, okay. Oh. He's such a martyr. Martyr for the people that like to clap during the Friends theme song. It's just like, it seems, you know, because I'm like, listen, if it's honestly shouldn't be that big of a deal but if it is that big of a deal okay maybe find a compromise like that is reasonable if somebody thinks something's a big deal compromise about it yeah because them getting this upset over you clapping for two seconds is it outrageous yeah but also you could just forego the two seconds pretty easily if it's that big of a deal to them and just do it when they're not around Also, here's my question. If you're doing, like, a friend's marathon, and for whatever reason, there's not an automatic skip the intro button, are you listening to the intro every time? So let's say you watch five episodes. Do you clap every time? I might get a little annoyed with the clapping every time. If we were watching multiple episodes in a row, I would be like, eh, I'm not sure about that. You might drive me nuts. But also, if my wife really enjoyed clapping at the Friends intro song, I would probably just suck it up and get over it. You know? Because I'm like, on both sides, I'm like, it is such a small action. It's such a small action. You know? So I'm like, there's surely, there's a compromise here. It seems like maybe there was, considering they're married. I was about to say, and he said he stopped, he just stopped doing it, so. Yeah, Exactly. He can do it in private. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. An asshole? That seems like a bit much. Exactly. Just like, some people get roasted in the comments. I won't lie. Okay, here we go. Am I the asshole for mansplaining to my girlfriend? Why would you title it that? I know. (laughs) Whatever. I personally. 
I was laughing because it explains it in the first sentence. I personally don't think this is an issue of mansplaining, but I want to present her perspective of the issue fairly and objectively. I don't want to make this story seem completely one-sided like some of the other stories I... Okay. Mm -hmm. I, 23 male, am someone who loves fun facts. I love telling... <laughs> I love telling my friends and family fun facts and seeing their faces light up with the same interest as mine when I had when I first learned the fact. I've been getting the feeling lately that my girlfriend, 23 female, isn't really treating me with respect. When she talks to me, she acts kind of withdrawn and dismissive, and I sometimes feel like she responds to me as though she's like a boss speaking to a subordinate. Whenever I tell her things, she may be listening or she may not be. Yesterday, I told her a fun fact about how styrofoam containers aren't actually made from styrofoam. Instead, they are made from a material known as polystyrene, and she didn't even blink. She just said, okay. <laughs> Today we were over at a friend's house for dinner and she let us take some pasta home for leftovers and I heard my girlfriend say, hand me that styrofoam container. I got a little annoyed since this was proof that she... <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to get to this part. And I heard my girlfriend say, hand me that styrofoam container. I got a little annoyed since this was proof that she doesn't give a shit about the things <laughs> I said. So I said in an annoyed voice, it's made of polystyrene, not styrofoam, but I guess it doesn't matter what I say since you wouldn't listen anyway. <laughs> After that, all hell basically broke loose, and my girlfriend is refusing to talk to me because I was rude, even though I was literally just pointing out that she's being disengaged, disrespectful to me by not caring about the things I say and making me feel kind of unimportant. There's a lot going on there. There's so much going on here. It's the fact that... The trigger for me, what made me, like, pee my pants on the couch, the trigger was being over at a friend's house and asking for a, a styrofoam container. It just proves that she doesn't give a shit about anything that I say. Like, goddamn, this it's is a word. It's made out of styrofoam. It's Listen, this is probably a word she's heard once in her damn life. I wouldn't remember. Anyway, that one had me gagged. So. It really did. The thing. Mm hmm It's not that you're not, like, it's not that this isn't a problem. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, right? It is definitely is a, a problem. problem. Like, you're obviously not communicating well. It just seems like maybe you need to talk to each other about this particular subject. However, saying it's made out of this, but it doesn't matter what I say, since you wouldn't listen anyway, is not, that's not, like, you're just, just you pointing out that she's being disengaged and disrespectful. That's not what that is. That's just you. That's you lashing out and saying a hurtful comment. Just because. At your friend's house. You're upsetty spaghetti. And, like, I don't like the word rude. And, like, being polite, it's just annoying to me. And being disrespectful. Like, it's not really a thing that I get, necessarily. So, here's what I'll say. Is that she was probably really embarrassed when you said that in front of your friends. Mm -hmm. However, does she perhaps deserve to be embarrassed because you feel this way? 
is that perhaps how you felt in that moment? I, I can get that, you know? Like, I can get it. No, like, I totally understand. But I also think you're acting like a child. You're 23 years old. Talk to your girlfriend before how? you go over to a friend's house. When she rolled her eyes, mayhaps, at your fucking polystyrene fun fact. Like, when she didn't, like, maybe at home you should have been like, hey, I feel like you're not listening to me. And I feel like you're dismissing me. Don't talk down to me. There's a cat the executive at the door. producer. It's, it's the executive producer. Everybody clap. Executive producer Kitty McKeeterson on the scene. Come here, Kitty. Destroying the pod lab. He's come to cause destruction and mayhem. The executive producer is in the hizzle. Thanks for stopping by. EP. The EP. The EP. Thanks so much for your input on today's episode. Indeed. What a cat content for you. Oh, God. Still wreaking havoc. It's only oh, my God. It's here to destroy the pod lab. <clears throat> only put it back the way you found it. How nice. Okay. The next one is mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The title of this one. Which also happens to be our last one scheduled for today. Am I the asshole for spending a lot of time in my bunker away from my family? <laughs> Just a bunker? Bunker. Okay. Okay. Gonna get a little bit of explanation here in the beginning. My grandfather was an incredibly talented man who also suffered from paranoid schizophrenia. He was convinced that the nuclear apocalypse was going to end the human race at some point, so he built his own bunker and then buried the entrance because he was convinced that both the KGB and CIA were watching him and wanted to keep the bunker a secret. My dad inherited his house but never lived there, so when I had my first child in 2018 and got married in 2019, my dad made me an incredibly generous offer for the house. I've purchased computers that were more expensive than the house. Fair. Me too. I'd buy it for cheapo. The bunker became kind of an urban legend, mostly because my old grandpa used to tell a lot of crazy stories, but out of curiosity, I went looking for it and found the entrance. The old man really did it. So thanks to being stuck at home during the uneventful 2020 and 2021, which is not what I would call those years... But pop off, sir. I started remodeling the bunker to look less like a fallout vault and more like my own man cave. Everyone loves it, especially the kids, my nephew, and friends' children. So the house is decorated to my wife's taste, while I can do whatever I want in the bunker. Play games, fix computers, set up a whole home server, work from home, etc. However, lately, she has been complaining about me being distant and spending a lot of time in the bunker and less time with her and our child. She is pregnant again, so she said that she was worried, but I promised to spend more time at the house. After a few weeks, that wasn't enough for her, and she accuses me of abandoning her. I'm asking for judgment here because I'm trying to be there for my family, 
But this bunker feels like it's the only thing that's really mine, where I can actually have a break. But my wife has said she's going to seal the entrance, otherwise I might miss the birth and not even notice. Should I move all my stuff into the house and forget about it? Am I really being neglectful? Or is this just her pregnancy hormones talking? <laughs> oh. Okay, there's a lot to unpack here, too. Okay, well, I'm going to keep going, though. To be clear, I do help with the house chores and spend time with my son when I'm there. And I have an intercom in the bunker so my wife can just call me if she needs anything. And I'll go up there immediately. Update. Everybody is asking me this. I spend at least six hours at the bunker on weekdays. I work there, so I think this is reasonable. And at least four hours each day on the weekends. But yeah, you're right. I need to make arrangements. I forgot to mention, our son goes to kindergarten, so my wife has time to work and sometimes be alone at home. Update number two. Guys, I swear I'm taking notes. I'm just trying to understand what I should change about myself and how to talk to my wife about this. Remember that I spend at least six hours working, not scratching my belly. My manager allows me to log out early if I finish my work for the day, but I can't log out if I've been working for less than six hours. I also spend time talking with my team on Slack. Update three. So many of you are picking on my language. I would appreciate if you can explain calmly why my choice of words is so bad so I don't fuck things up when I speak to my wife. Another update. I had a talk with my wife. Overall, I think it went well, since she told me everything, but there are so many raw emotions right now and I was sent to sleep in the spare room. She had no mercy on me, but we needed this talk so we can have a clear path for our future together. Another update. I talked to my wife. I asked her to be very honest, and I promised to let her talk until she was done. First of all, it's not just about the time I spend in the bunker now. But she felt completely alone, taking care of our little baby, while I spent almost all of my free time remodeling and building, and when it's done, I'm just down there. I explained to her that it was basically my office now. She understood and apologized and then continued to explain herself. I'll just quote the gist of it because we talked for hours. <clears throat> I haven't been my own person since my first pregnancy. I feel like a doll. Every day is the same. I'm bored, frustrated, and angry. Just when I thought it might get easier, I get pregnant again. How many years until I can just be me again? You have a big hole underground where you can play and not care about the world. I haven't read a book in years. I can't read two pages without falling asleep. Yes, the house looks nice, but what about a place for me? I don't want a Kindle. I don't want audiobooks to listen to while cooking or driving. I want a physical collection. Where do I put them? When was the last time I went to a library? When was the last time you gave me something made of real paper? This hit me deep because I was like, oh my gosh, that's my best friend. T. For context, she's always been a bookworm, loves books and the aesthetic of having shelves full of them. But it's true, she hasn't read in a long time. I gave her a Kindle for our anniversary and I pay for her Audible subscription. I thought those would be good substitutes, but they're not. More from the wife. Stop thinking that a screen can solve everything. I need you with me. 
I married a human, not a sim. Download some emotions. She just bitch slapped him with words. Another wife quote. I want to write again, but how? When? Will you read my first crappy drafts or just take a look and say it's okay? Another quote. Can you have our son in the bunker for a few hours a day? He's bored here. He won't be bored down there. It was hard, but I needed it, and she needed it. I'm going to move my gaming consoles into the house and see if I can set up Streamlink to stream games from my gaming PC to our, to our TV or something. We agreed to go on dates outside the house, and I'm going to take on more responsibilities around the house. I want to address something. I was told by my parents that I had to help with the house. Help with the kids. But then I come to Reddit, and it turns out that helping is a problem. You talked a lot about mental load. This was the first time I had heard about it. Who was supposed to teach me that? Helping, not having addictions, being loyal, and always being there seemed like what every good husband does. Now I realize it was just the bare minimum. I feel like I have to relearn everything, and it's hard to realize that I'm a bad husband and father for thinking that the bare minimum was all I needed to have a long and happy marriage. I became a Reddit villain by being clueless, but I accept that. I'll see you again soon. Thank you all. Now that I've read you a novel. <laughs> Let's start with the fact that he's in a bunker for six hours a day no, on the no, weekdays. No, 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 no. What we need to start with is the fact that this man just aired Listen, on Reddit. I know. Can I read you the description of the Am I the Asshole like page? A catharsis for the frustrated moral philosopher in all of us. And a place to finally find out if you are wrong in an argument that's been bothering you. Tell us about any non-violent conflict you have experienced. Give us both sides of the story and find out if you're right or if you're the asshole. See our best of slash most controversial at blah 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 blah, whatever. I'm not saying... Everybody comes would... on here and posts their dirty laundry. This is what I was telling you before we started recording. I have spent the last two nights of my life looking through Am I the Asshole? Just trying to find some ones that, first of all, weren't so depressing. Because so many of them are so, so depressing. So I was like, okay, these are generally funny, kind of weird at least we can, like, talk about this a little bit, okay? This motherfucker is in a bunker. For me, it's just really, it gags me a little bit that it's four hours on the weekend. Like yeah, that, that gags me. I was like, ooh. On the weekend? I want to hang out with my wife on the weekend. I thought it was your office. Right? Sir. Like, okay, so you're gaming. We're both gamers, quote unquote. I could spend an entire day not blinking and not moving in front of a screen if I were playing a game that I was really into. And I have. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, for her to make these complaints. Listen, I get it. Theoretically, there have been a few times where he spent a long time down there. A long time. And if I were pregnant, 
and my husband was underground, I would probably be a little pissed. Like, but that's exactly what happened. Like, yeah, I know. I'm glad they figured it out, though. The, way that, the like... way that the story goes, I'm like, okay, yeah, good. Uh-huh. We've done, you've done the things. You've done your homework. Like, you guys actually talked it through. I love to see that. I know. Because that's really what it's going to come down to. It's that's just... why I included this one, because it seemed like the only one where everybody was like, okay, we've come to a good conclusion here. And not just from the people... <laughs> The people that are in the comments or some shit like that. There was an excellent comment that I wanted to read to you. It was essentially, like, somebody roasting this guy. And it must have been from when it was originally posted. But they were basically like, um, you have a wife? This is, like, the equivalent of looking at somebody and asking them if they have, like, a race car bed. And then they go, actually, I... I, I'm an adult. I sleep in bed with my wife. Get out of your bunker and go and hang out with your wife. Most of these people seem like they just don't like, like hanging out with their spouses. And I'm like, that's so sad. Why did you get married? You know, live your whole life depressed and trying to get away from somebody that you tied your entire life essence to? See, my thing is that I love hanging out with my, with my husband. Like, and we both, we both like to, like, game and stuff. Exactly. But our solution is we have two TVs that we put right next to each other, so we sit together on the couch and game. Yeah, Because honestly. I'm like, I want to be close to you, so I want to sit right next to you, but I also need my own. Yeah, we're doing our own thing, exactly. Like, I'll play on the Switch and Emma will be playing TV something on the TV. Yeah. Like, perfectly normal. But also, in a completely different space... I literally set up my workstation. We moved it from, like, our house is generally open floor plan, right? There's a giant main room and then, like, a little office off to the corner. And then you walk around a little wall and there's the kitchen, whatever. Okay. My desk was originally in the formal dining room, mm. right? It's it's open. You can literally see through it. And I was like, no. No, I need the desk closer to my wife because we're sitting here talking and just because I'm doing something doesn't mean that I don't want to be near my wife. I don't know. I just like my wife a lot. I would rather be near her than far away from her. That's all. Like personal space aside, right? You know, but also no personal space. Be in my personal space forever. Emma, I love you. That's only for my wife. Nobody else named Emma. Oh, of course. Anyway. In your love language is physical touch. Me. Just like, I just want to be close to you. I just want to be close to you. I want I hugs. Just stand on my skin. <laughs> touch skins with me. Love it. Anyway, that was our Am I the Asshole episode. I had a good time. Some of these things were really ridiculous. Are they all real? We cannot attest to that. Something on the internet. Yep. If you trust what you read on the internet, that is completely your choice. Anyway, we have one more little bit, which happens to be our end of episode quote. Uh, since we talked about everything everywhere all at once, and I was deeply affected 
by the movie. Um, I am going to give you a little uh, mix and mash quote from Waymond Wang. He is the husband in the movie. I personally think everybody needs a Waymond. I love him. He is my inspiration in life. Anyway, I'm going to read two quotes because they kind of go together and they're generally relevant. Keep in mind, this is from a movie, so I'm literally reading like kind of direct from the script, but that's fine. I know you're all fighting because you are scared and confused. I'm confused too. All day, I don't know what the heck is going on, but somehow it feels like this is all my fault. I don't know. The only thing I do know is that we have to be kind. Please be kind, especially when we don't know what's going on. The next part is where I start to actually weep because this has actually become like my mantra in life. And if I could tattoo a paragraph on myself without freaking out, I would. Anyway, you think I'm weak, don't you? All of those years ago when we first fell in love, your father would say I was too sweet for my own good. Maybe he was right. You tell me it's a cruel world and we're all running around in circles. I know that. I've been on this earth just as many days as you. When I choose to see the good side of things, I'm not being naive. It is strategic and necessary. It's how I've learned to survive through everything. I know you see yourself as a fighter. Well, I see myself as one too. This is how I fight. Now that I'm about to cry. We've been in the pod lab. (laughs) We're in the pod lab crying. (laughs) Anyway. Thanks so much for being with us on this episode. If Am I the Asshole is something that you enjoyed, or even if it's not, we're probably going to do a couple more of these because it's a cool, fun, easy thing for us to do, to have some natural reactions to. Maybe sometimes we'll each pick our own and then go from there. So it's a complete surprise. But yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, Anyway... This was episode four. If you want to keep listening, uh, please feel free to find us on Spotify. Uh, Leona has done some live streams in the past and is planning to continue doing so. You can find her at Leona Silver on YouTube. And we also have a Twitter. So if you want to talk to us, please, pretty please, talk to us. You can find us on Twitter at BrainswervePod. Uh, we are both on pretty much all the time. Uh, I tweet sometimes some crazy memes, some fun stuff. Anyway, um, thanks so much for being here. Brain Swerve, out! Goodbye, guys. Bye.